Happy Thursday, everyone, and thanks for joining us for this special bonus edition of the Frarian Smith Podcast. Yesterday, we spoke with Georgia Southern quarterback Kyle Van Treese ahead of the Georgia State and Georgia Southern rivalry game on Saturday. Today, we're excited to talk with a player that is no stranger to the rivalry, making a big impact in Georgia State's 21-14 win over their rival last year. Caden, how about you tell the listeners who our special guest on today's episode is? Another episode, another great guest, one of the best running backs in the conference. We got Georgia State running back Tucker Gregg. Last season, he was a second-team all-conference selection, was third in the Sun Belt in rushing yards with 953 on the ground, also had nine touchdowns, and entered this season as number thir- the number three guy for Georgia State's rushing in the school's history. He went from a walk-on to a star, and he just has a great story that he has to tell the people today. This year, Tucker continues to run all over his opponents. The senior has rushed for over 100 yards in two of his last three games, entering with 379 yards on the season heading into this weekend. Last week, he moved into first place on Georgia State's career touchdown list with a 56-yard run in the fourth quarter. He'll enter play this weekend with 20 career rushing touchdowns and needs just 40 or 248 yards to become Georgia State's all-time leading rusher. Yeah, I can tell you from my personal experience playing in the Sun Belt that he was one of the toughest guys to tackle, and that still remains to this day. He's still one of the toughest guys to bring down. He's been a problem for defenses his whole career, and especially this season. So let's just get to our conversation with the one and only Tucker Gregg. Well, we are pleased to be joined by our guest, the one and only running back for Georgia State, the record breaker, the tackle breaker, the one and only Tucker Gregg. How you doing, Tucker? Doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Doing great. Happy to have you on. Happy to have you on for sure. So, Tucker, man, I looked at some of your high school numbers, man. You had a phenomenal career. I mean, your senior year, you rushed for 1,700 yards, but then you ended up walking on at Georgia State. So just telling us about your experience, your high school recruiting experience, and just having to walk on at Georgia State and what that was like. Yeah, so through high school, it was... uh it was very tough when it came to recruiting and um, I don't know exactly why I always thought I had a pretty, pretty good seasons and stuff. And, uh, but um, I mean, I had a few preferred walk-ons here and there and, but uh, no one really seemed to be too interested. I think I had one offer from Jacksonville university and then they actually pretty sure they don't even have a football team anymore, but um, Georgia state seemed like the most interested team uh, came to a, uh, Came to one of their camps here. Coach Elliott introduced himself to me at the time. Coach Step talked to me a good bit. He was a running back coach, and uh, they seemed pretty interested. So, and they kept inviting me back here for uh, visits and for the spring uh, spring practice visits and stuff. So, I, I felt like they actually, uh, I felt like they actually wanted me here. So, I, that's what made me to, to decide to come here. Now, kind of a quick follow up to that, you you walk on at Georgia State, and then I believe it was the 2019 season where you find out that you're going to be put on scholarship uh, with the program. I've listened to some interviews, kind of of you after that. You kind of talked about your mom crying and just the excitement there. But describe the feeling after you know taking making the decision to walk on to Georgia State. What it was like to then see that hard work pay off and be rewarded with a scholarship. Uh, it was great because, I mean, you know, as a walk-on, you're never going to get as many opportunities as most scholarship guys are. Uh, I mean, I started off ninth on the depth chart my freshman year. Luckily, thankfully, uh, I listened to a few of the coaches, and they said your your key to getting on uh, to getting on the travel roster and stuff is special teams, and that goes at all levels. I feel like, I mean, especially in the NFL, I know you got to you got to really grind and get on special teams if you really want to make the roster. Uh, but um. So I listened to them, did that. So I think after week two, I finally got put on the travel roster. Started on, I think, kickoff return and punt. And then uh, finally towards the end of the season, they kind of started getting me 
some some carries towards the end uh, towards the end of some games, and then uh, after that season, yeah, they put me on scholarship uh, after uh, after that summer, and then I think I really started getting more important carries towards my junior year. That's awesome stuff, man. And if you look, man, it's no secret you're a big guy and you work hard in the weight room. We've seen stories about you texting the coaching staff saying you can't be legendary without leg day. And I looked at your Instagram and saw some of your evolution squatting from 400-pound guy to a 500-pound guy. Just talk about your little leg day routine, your workout routine, and I guess how that attributes to your play on the field. Yeah, so I know back when I first started lifting, I guess around seventh grade, all I wanted to do was arms. Just do my arms every day, try to get my biceps as big as I could. But my dad let me know. I was like, if you're a fo- if you're gonna play football, football is all legs. And uh, so I finally started to realize that. Started doing a lot more legs. Looking into looked into a lot of powerlifting stuff. I know one of my teammates in high school. His dad was a big powerlifter, and he gave me a few programs to do. I think I started doing that around freshman sophomore year, and then I started really looking into powerlifting and, and uh, stuff like that. So I think that really influenced me a lot to be big on the legs. And then I noticed how. Uh, how much of a difference it makes during the game whenever you got strong legs. I mean, that's what you're using most of the time. I mean, honestly, bench press, don't even – I mean, it kind of translates over, but not really compared to your legs. And uh, and I think I think the more you can lift with your legs, the better you're going to be in football. Now, what's your squat max at this point? Uh, I never hit 600, but uh, that was always my goal. I got very close a couple times. Uh, here, we do a lot of rep maxes, so we don't ever do all – whole lot of single rep max because coach just says we're athletes not powerlifters. i mean i've hit 550 for some doubles and, and triples and uh but never hit 600 but that's always been my goal I, I plan on hitting it eventually well that's 250 more than my max so anyway that's uh you know that's impressive but um you set the all-time touchdown mark at georgia state last weekend um you've carried it more uh than any other back in panthers history and now you're just 248 yards away from uh becoming the school's all-time leading rusher you know, in light of the journey that we've just talked about, how much would it mean for you to break that mark this season? It did mean a lot, considering it's my last season in college. Um, I know we all have personal goals, and that's been one of my personal goals uh, since I started getting some actual play time. And, uh, and you know, I played with Trey, and I, I looked up to him a lot back in the day. He's a great running back, and uh, still keep in touch with him here and there. Uh, it mean a lot, though. Uh, as long as whatever, whatever I'm doing is helping us win, that's all that matters. Now, I see you're from Chatsworth, Georgia, currently at a population of 4,874. And I know you have the Chief Van House, but not not too many other things going on there. Just tell me about growing up there, what you liked growing up there, and um, how it was transitioning from there to going to a place where your school's in Atlanta now, one of the biggest cities really in the country. Yeah, I like I love, I love growing up there. I'm big outdoorsy. I like going outside. I like fishing, hunting, and all that stuff. So growing up there was very nice. And, you know, everyone knows everyone. Everyone looks out for everyone up in that area. Uh, everyone knows each other in that area. So it, it was nice growing up there. And I still, honestly, I'd rather be in a small town. But uh, moving to Atlanta was definitely a big difference, uh, especially in the traffic area and all that stuff. And uh, I'm used to, you know, one red light, two red lights, and you're somewhere you're where you need to be. But, uh, um, yeah, growing up there was nice. We got the mountains and Chief End House. That's about it. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely <laughs> not. Yeah, I grew up in a small town and uh, I definitely, you know, from time to time you get to missing that. Uh, so basically, I think what you're telling us, if we, if we want our downloads on this episode to go up, we need to get in touch with the local media and Chatsworth and share it and, and it'll go yeah. nuts. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that we have all seen video of over the last couple of years is Coach Elliott's kind of pregame shoving routine to kind of get you guys mm. hyped up. Um 
I just wanted to ask you what your relationship with him is and then ultimately what it's been like kind of playing for a coach who obviously the intensity level is a little off the charts. Yeah, I, I love playing for Coach Elliott. He's, he's a great coach. He's a great – I think he's probably one of the best head coaches in the nation. Um, and this is his first head coaching job too, so I think he, he's done a great job here. Um, I think, you know, his intensity level really – I think it shows in us a lot of times – uh, and it's just growing each each week. I know this past week he had he had the offense and defense up off the benches the whole entire game. You know, even on special teams, we would go on kickoff, and the whole entire team would huddle up on the field and get ready for it. Uh, he's been really trying to push us to, to to get more into the game and not sit on the bench. You know, wait your turn to get on the field. And uh, his his intensity definitely brings or shows in a lot of us. I feel like, and uh, I love playing for him. He's a big heavy inside zone guy, as you can see, and that's my favorite thing to do. And uh, so, yeah, I love playing for that guy. Now, Tucker, you're obviously a part of that Tennessee upset. You've been a part of some big bowl wins. You obviously had a great game against Auburn as well. Didn't get the win. But just what was your favorite game so far that you've played in the Georgia State career you've had and why? Um, that Auburn game was nice just because that was that was a really, really cool experience to put up those kind of numbers and on that, a team like that. And, you know, I think we, we definitely should have had that game won. Uh, we were beating them, you know, one minutes of the game. Uh, I'd say that game was, that was a big one. Yeah, I think that one you broke that big run early on, and I had read an article that once you broke that, you were like, "Yeah, I belong here. We're about to go run all over Auburn this day, right?" Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta love that confidence. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, football—it's a huge piece of your life. Um, you mentioned a couple moments ago just being from that small town, enjoying kind of the outdoorsies type stuff. But outside of football, um, you know, what do you like to do for fun? Maybe uh, what are some hobbies that our listeners uh, don't know that you know Tucker Greg likes to do? Biggest thing right now is golf. It's been been that for the past three years. Whenever me and a few of my teammates, you know, if we get a day off, we'll go, go play some golf. Uh, right now, I think every Wednesday is our golf day because that's our last really hard practice. So me and McKaylee will usually go. We'll usually invite maybe two of our offense linemen or something like that. But, uh, yeah, golf's our big thing right now. Who's the best golfer on the team? I'd say I am. Okay, so then – so then, uh, what are the what are the scores looking like these days? These days, nah, not the best. My, at my best time, I was probably shoot, I shot an eighty two. That's my wow. best day. But on average, probably upper eighties, nineties. Uh, but um, I was definitely better in the past when I didn't get a whole lot of carries. I haven't been playing as much since then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right now, me and McKaylee, I'd say me and him are the best too. And is there uh, is there a go to course in Atlanta, or is that uh, is there you guys just kind of move around? We go to Browns Mill. That's our biggest one. We have the four pass, so it's like a little deal we got, so we can play as much as we want for only thirty thirty dollars a month. So it sounds like you need a little nil deal at the golf course. That that would have been I, a good play. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> Waiting for it. Well, I'm I'm sure you're a top golf legend with the size and strength you bring to the table. I would hate to be any golf ball that was, was teed up across from you. That's for sure. But on <laughs> Twitter, I see. <laughs> on Twitter, I saw you were a PGA fan. I saw you were a UFC fan as well. I guess who's your favorite athlete in both of those sports? And I guess you, you kind of touched on it a little bit in golf. But if you could, if you could compete in one of those professionally right now, which one would you choose? UFC would be awesome, but that, that just takes years and years of training. Uh, Conor McGregor is my favorite fighter of all. I mean, well, he's I was I get, he's not my favorite favorite fighter of all time, but I was definitely a big fan of him back when he was fighting a lot. Uh, Tiger Woods obviously is the goat, so I'm, he's my favorite golfer. Yeah, I'd have to say that those are probably up there up there with me, too. I think uh, I grew up watching Conor McGregor fight and then, uh, you know, obviously Tiger Woods on Sunday. So I think those are a couple of good picks right there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when you look at academically at Georgia State, you're a kinesiology major. Um, I just wanted to ask why you chose that degree. 
you know, ultimately, what do you hope to to do with it in the future? And then uh, we'll round it out with what has been your toughest class so far at Georgia State. So, yeah, I, d- I decided on kinesiology because uh, it's exercise science. I'm obviously really, really into uh, exercise and, you know, learning about the body, learning how to improve the body uh, when it comes to um, training and stuff. Uh, kinesiology didn't re- they didn't really teach us a whole lot about, you know, athletic training, but it was it was neat to like learn all like how the body works and, and physical activity. Uh, I'd like to one day be a strength and conditioning coach. Um, I'd like to actually own my own training facility um, and supplement line eventually one day. Uh, that's what I plan on doing with that. Um, toughest class is probably neuromuscular plasticity, neuromuscular physiology and plasticity. I mean, yeah, you know, I couldn't even tough. say it. So I'm going to, I'm just going to have yeah. to say that that had to be a tough class. Yeah. And I yeah, couldn't it spell fun. it. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. What yeah. did, uh, what did you learn in that class at a high level? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much how the brain and muscles connected. Okay. To shorten it down. <laughs> Well, once once your once your training regimen and career takes off, we'll definitely be investing in that because we're definitely trying to get nice and strong and squatting five hundred pounds like you for sure. <laughs> yeah. This has been a this has been a regular question we ask on this on this podcast, Tucker. We just want to know and get into that mode into those headphones that that are in some of these athletes before games. When it's a pregame play- playlist, when it's a big game coming up, what's what's in your head? What's playing in your head for your music? And more specifically, if you were like a, a baseball player with a walk up song, what would be one song you would pick? One song. I mean, I listen to a lot of Metallica. That's like my go-to band. Uh, Master of Puppets would be a good one. I feel like by them, that'd be my walkout song. Okay, so maybe uh, so you listen to some Enter Sandman a little bit there. I grew up. I'm a Yankees fan, so I grew up listening to uh, that song. You know, when Mariano Rivera obviously came mm-hmm. into the games. So. Yeah. Well, that'll mm. definitely get you hyped up for a game. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you. You played against Caden Smith and that App State defense, and. Um, you know, he's told me that you're a really tough guy to take down. I just wanted to ask how much of a menace he was on that field as long as that App State defense kind of when you played against them. I mean, I really don't notice players when I'm out there, to be honest. I'm just trying to play my game. Uh, <laughs> as long as I, I really don't ever key out a player, to be honest, I just try to run the ball. I told Noah before this that he would not remember me because he's usually three guys tackling Tucker Gregg at once. So he probably doesn't remember one person that's tackled him before because it usually takes an army. So, I mean, tell us about your partner in crime in the backfield, Jemias Williams. I mean, he's from the same area as me, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with some of his work and his game. And I know he's a, a very elite athlete. I've been able to work out with him a little bit in high school, and I'm sure he's even better of an athlete now in college. But just talk about y'all's relationship on the field and off the field and kind of just that one-two punch y'all bring to the table. Yeah, I remember when he came in, he was uh, at corner. Um yeah, I've never seen a guy that quick back – like whenever I, he first came in here and uh, whenever they moved him to running back, I knew it was going to be a cool little thing that we were going to do, um, the little duo we would have. And, um, yeah, we, we definitely broke, both bring two different things to the table. I'm obviously more, you know, pounded up the middle. He's speed guy, get out, get outside, and, and uh, I run everyone. And it's uh, been really, really cool growing with Jam through the, through the years we played together. Um, it's been cool seeing him transfer from a corner to a running back because those are two completely different positions. I mean, I know he played in high school, but uh, those are two completely different positions, and it's been really cool seeing him transition and uh, grow as a running back. And I've I, I liked seeing me and him grow together in the backfield, uh, even now with Marcus in the backfield with us. I, I think it's a it's a really uh, really, uh, really interesting trio. I think, but especially coming from a defensive side, you got to learn how to how to guard all three of us, and we all three bring something different to the table. I mean, uh, Marcus is kind of a mix of me and Jam, so uh, we all push each other and. Uh, we all, you know, in the off season, we're always pushing each other, you know, trying to race each other and 
outlift each other and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really cool trying to grow with each other. Now, obviously there's a ton of great running backs in the league this year. And we've talked about that a lot on the podcast where in your mind, do you kind of rank your running back room against some of the others in the league? I'd say we're one of the best running back rooms in the nation, to be honest. Okay. I mean, we topped out, I think number eight last year and, and the people in front of us were all, were all academy scores schools. And they obviously run the ball every single time they get the ball. So yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you guys are going to play Georgia Southern on Saturday. This is a this is a rivalry game um, that means a lot to both programs. Uh, last year in this game, you rushed for 87 yards and a pair of touchdowns, which was, you know, by far your best game against Georgia Southern in your career. Um, personally, like, what are your goals going into this matchup on Saturday? Uh, we've been talking a lot since last week, just win the day. So yesterday we won yesterday. Today we're just going to focus on today. We're going to win this day. Tomorrow we're going to win that day. Uh, you can't you can't look in the future too much. You got to focus on that day and win that day. I think the first four weeks we were kind of looking ahead too much and not focusing on one one day at a time. And uh, so, like I said, today yesterday we we tried to win yesterday. We, today we're going to win today. Tomorrow we're going to win tomorrow. And um, I think that's really that's really all it, all it is. We just got to win each day until that day comes and win that day. Tucker, the film doesn't lie and the numbers don't lie about this Georgia Southern defense. I mean, they're not the best as far as what the conference has at defending the run. So you've obviously watched the film. I know you all have studied it. What are you and your teammates going to do this weekend? And what do you think you need to do in order to be successful against this defensive front that Georgia Southern has? I don't think we have to do anything special. We just got to play our game. Uh, we haven't really changed anything. We don't plan on changing anything. We're not going to hide anything. We're just going to run the ball. And uh, you can stop it, you can stop it. But, I mean, we got – a lot of experience on this offense, so I don't really see anyone doing that. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. I know we're we're calling this our game of the week. Uh, I think two programs, obviously, you guys have had a tough start to the season, but it seems like are trending up. Georgia Southern has had a strong start, but these games always tend to be close. So I know that Kate and I are really excited uh, to watch this. But Tucker, we really appreciate you taking a little bit of time after practice uh, to chat with us and, and preview this game. Uh, and definitely wish you the best of luck. And certainly, uh, we're we're definitely going to be watching throughout the rest of the year as you uh, you approach those records at Georgia State. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. What a great interview that was with Tucker. It was great to listen to him talk about that journey from walk on to where he is at now, and how much that that record. Uh, last week meant to him as well as you know some of those other records that he could set moving forward just a fantastic story Caden yeah it's clear he comes from humble beginnings just a small town guy who's worked for everything he's had clearly he's put the work in in the weight room and put the time in to make it to the level he's at so you got to love his story and you got to love how far he's come along and just what he's done for this Georgia State program and really just making the people back home proud and his family proud I'm sure I think my favorite part of that episode was hearing him not remember Caden Smith because I think he doesn't remember money the defenders he plays. He just runs them right over. No, I, 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 bet, I bet going into this one that he wouldn't. I mean, it takes it takes more than one person to usually t- tackle Tucker Gregg, and he looks at every person in front of him the same as just a, another person to run through. So super excited to watch him play this weekend, obviously, against a Georgia Southern defense that's definitely going to have their hands full with him, Jemias Williams, and some of those other running backs he was talking about. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Frary and Smith podcast. We wanted to say a special thank you to Georgia State's Tucker Gregg for taking time to chat with us and to Assistant Athletic Director Allison George for helping make this interview possible. Before you go, don't forget that we'll be back with another episode on Friday. We'll break down our game of the week between Georgia Southern and Georgia State along with the other four conference matchups on Saturday. Caden and I will also make our picks for all the weekend's action. 
As always, thanks for taking time to listen. If you like what you heard on today's episode of the Frary and Smith podcast, make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you'd be so kind, rate the show or leave us a quick review. We love hearing what you think. Plus, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at at Smith for all the latest news and notes from around the Sunbelt Conference. Well, that's goodbye for now. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.